This is episode six of the Emerge and Expand podcast. Welcome to the next interview in the Do Business Differently interview series. I'm your host, Catherine McKenzie-Smith, and today I'm talking to the wonderful Amy Lee. Amy Lee is a mentor to creatives and business owners, weaving together astrology, human design, and energetics. She helps people create energy alignment in life and business by honoring who they are and harnessing their unique energetic signature. If you'd like to watch the video version of this interview, you can head over to youtube.com slash Catherine McKenzie Smith, and it's over there as well. But let's dive in. Hi, Amy. I am so excited to have you uh, as a guest on the Do Business Differently interview series. Thank you so much for being here. It's great to see you again. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Excited to chat with today. I always like to, to get an idea of what, what you do in your business. Yeah, sure. So I'm Amy Lee. So I'm an astrologer and human design guide. And so kind of two, two aspects of my work. One aspect of my work is more around teaching now. So I have courses and trainings that teach people human design and astrology. And then I have another aspect of my work where I work with Um, people helping them with sort of energy alignment um, and a little bit of business mentoring and things like that. Um, So a lot of group things and then a lot of one-on-one. Huge congratulations for what an incredible amount of growth has happened for you in such a short amount of time. Can you just give us a bit more of a, like, what was the journey for you? What was the turning point for you in discovering energy work and astrology, human design that has really impacted and led you to where you are today in your business? Mm, so I discovered, I started studying human design and astrology quite intensely in 2017, but I would say this all really kicked off for me in 2012. I had a big health as, as a lot of people did. I think there was a big transition in 2012. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I became really interested in energy then, but still went it down the path of creating a career that was really built on, you know, like hard work, big hours. I was in the fashion industry, um, really high. As you would know, actually, Catherine, you coached me while I was still working in that (laughs) industry. And this was a lot of what we worked on together, right? Mm. And that was really what led me into uh, feeling so connected to human design because human design really helped me understand my energy and understand why that life of like grind hustle work 12 hour days 70 hour weeks like why other people seem to be able to sustain it and I literally thought I was dying like Mm. there were so many times where I would say to my family like it sounds so dramatic and I can be dramatic but I feel like my body's breaking down like I just can't do this so I actually feel like my business was created from a place of I need to change things to survive and get healthy and get well and I just knew there was something else um and so it was really through bringing those modalities together so I'd always had an interest in astrology since I was a teenager like would read books and get readings and you know but never ever thought it could be my career like if you'd asked me when I was a teenager it's one of the last things I would have thought I was going to do I would have said like business or fashion or interior design or something Um, and so, but it was a passion, you know, it was, it was a real passion of mine. And so in 2017, after doing a lot of other study and work, I decided to study astrology just to do something for fun. Cause I felt like I needed that like reinvigoration. And then while I was studying astrology, I found human design and it was like, Oh, that's the missing piece. And then I went on to study with you um, at uh, soul medicine Academy, which is how I connected with you, Catherine. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brought in the I guess the deeper awareness of energy 
the deeper integration of that as well. So yeah, as, as many projectors though will probably resonate. I think with a lot of projectors, we get to the point of like burnout and like yeah. this, why isn't this working? You know, yes. that helps us, <laughs> helps us kind of catalyze into something else in a new way of being. Mm. just being that highly sensitive person so much of it is like comes down to like being constantly told your whole life that you are being too dramatic you just need to toughen up like all of these messages that we get and then we move into these careers and for some reason it's like yeah I can totally sustain a 12-hour work day or how have you found and for anyone who has found that they've gone down this path and decided to start their own business because they did need to change something about the way that they were working how have you found that transition because I know for myself I found it really difficult to not just repeat the patterns of conditioning of like sitting at my computer by 9am on a Monday morning and sitting there for eight hours whether I was getting anything done and being effective or not feeling like resting during the week was being lazy and not contributing to my business and my income and all of that it took me probably five years to stop working on a Monday just by default Um, and actually now being with that how did you find that transition and do you have any words of wisdom for anyone who's navigating that at the moment Mm, I would say um, be patient with yourself it's something (laughs) like deconditioning takes a lot like I'm the same and it's really easy when you go into working for yourself for those survival patterns to come in and so I for me when I fully started working for my third, I think I was pretty exhausted. It was also when COVID was kicking off. So there was a lot of mental charge. Everyone was high, you know, we're all um, isolating, things like that. So I went into like deep rest. So I had a good few months of just like really resting. Yeah. That really, that really helped. Um, but no, be patient. I still catch myself. Like yeah. I have to stop myself, you know, nor- I'm pretty good with the work thing though now with the sacral mm-hmm. center, you know, like recognizing when enough's actually enough um it helps that I work at home on my own and I don't have any sacral people like I don't have any generators or many gens who live with me or who are I'm kind of feeding off because that can make it a little bit more intense because you're kind of amplifying their energy the illusion (laughs) of energy right you're like yeah I've got all this stuff and then they go away or then you stop and it's like whoa okay they say in human design actual deconditioning takes at least seven years you know so it's something you just cyclically kind of go through and you get better and better and you get better Mm. recognizing it in the moment rather than retrospectively I believe you kind of Mm. look back and go huh that's interesting because once upon a time you know a year ago I wouldn't have done that or a year ago I would have just said yes to every opportunity that came my way it takes a long time to unravel and going against so much of the way we're taught it should look Mm. is can be really challenging when when our energy is impacted by the energy of others as well. I think that is like the double whammy, right? Mm, And it's the um, non-energy types, particularly the projectors who often look like the energized, like in the beginning, you know, because you actually amplify sacral energy. So you can have, people can have really wild expectations of you if you Mm. amplify energy and you are go, 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 and maybe you start a new job and you can sustain 12-hour days for three months. That becomes the expectation. And then when you can't do it, it's like I'm something wrong. Yeah, am I doing, I'm doing something wrong or there's something wrong with me? Whereas really that probably, that wasn't healthy to begin with. We just, you just don't realise it in the beginning. And then Um, you just like burn out to a crisp and you're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, or you leave jobs. Like I had a real, a cycle of basically only being able to stay in a job for two years at a time. And I would come in 
be really excited, do really well, get promotions, all this stuff, and then burn out and be like, I'm dying, I need to leave this job. My body's not happy here. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Like that has just really unlocked something from my (laughs) career history as well. So thank you for that. I'm glad. But it can be so powerful for projectors to know other projectors too to help with that, having those uh, examples of like, you know, people who can rest and slow down who are a little bit further along in their deconditioning just to get, help give you that permission slip of if I want to stop and watch a movie on a Tuesday afternoon, I'm going to, or if I need to take uh, four days off this week, you know, what does my body need? It can be really helpful to to rewrite that story, you know. Mm, you're absolutely right. It's so nice to have that in your in your field when you're used to just constantly seeing that hustle and grind and also the Mm. results you know I've got a few Mm. projectors in a group I'm running at the moment and we were talking the other day about how that bitterness that frustration can come from like doing all of the work and doing all of the things and how much harder it can feel sometimes and then we can look at other people who don't seem to be doing as much and yet Mm. get those results so it's such an interesting again unraveling of what we're seeing versus like how we're supposed I definitely I make money Mm. when I'm resting and then when Mm. I'm pushing too hard like I've started to see those results Mm. they just keep reconfirming like rest 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 rest. yeah well it's the thing with the sacral right if you're in the not self of your sacral you're actually just going to repel people so you think doing Mm -hmm. more is going to get the results and it's actually repels the people in the business you'd be better off stopping resting but it takes it takes a lot to give yourself that permission it's a big for sure one of the things that um clients that come into my orbit are constantly worried about is like what happens when you know how do I not burn out on social media how do I like what do I do when I'm worried about what other people are going to think or say like you know if I build this huge audience and I don't have the capacity to sustain it and the thing that I always say to them is look for most of us it's a pretty, it's a long game and it's not necessarily you're going to like start posting on Instagram today and suddenly have 50,000 followers. Like you're going to start small. That gives you the space to learn and grow and test things out and get more comfortable with your message and start to build those kind of deeper one-on-one connections for people who are energized by that in a way that is is sustainable, can be sustainable if we're operating in a way that's in alignment with our energy. You're kind of the unicorn of someone who like has not had that experience. And so I can't speak from that experience. So I would love to hear from you. Like, how have you navigated that huge growth? Because I think the last time I even was on your account, you were at like 50, just over 50,000. And that was not Mm. that long ago. And so Mm. the growth that I've seen you have been experiencing is like, it's big. How have you navigated that as a projector, as a highly sensitive person, as someone who's Mm. more introverted? Because yeah, I even know for me, like the, the thought of it is a bit terrifying. Yeah. I totally appreciate that. I think that that number can feel, you know, terrifying when you actually think about how many people that actually is. Yeah, in a Um, room, like put that many people in a a stadium. If I had to get up and speak to that number of people, I would lose my shit. Like I would, that would be terrifying. Um, For me, so this year's been kind of wild. It has nearly doubled um, since like January, since the beginning of the year. But up to that point, it did feel like it was quite a, steady pace even though it was still growing quickly it felt like it was a fairly steady pace so I think you know um uh that really helped I've done a lot of like nervous system 
work. I do a lot of embodiment and a lot of grounding. And like anytime I launch anything or if I'm putting something up that feels a bit stretchy, I go back to those practices just to like beat my body and ease my body into it. Um, and I'm a very private person too. Like I have sun in the, I'm a cancer sun with my son in the 12th house, like a Pisces moon, like I would happily go live away in the mountains in a little cabin on my own, like very <laughs> introverted some days because it's a lot even to connect with that many people in a day. Like I do feel the energy of that. So I have practices to really protect my energy and um, I just have boundaries around it. Like I really don't share a lot of my personal life on that page. I used to share more. Now it's very selective what I share and I have, you know, some people would probably be appalled at this, but I just have had to put in really strong boundaries around like messages and even comments. Like I just gave myself permission like 18 months ago in that I don't have to respond to every message. I don't have to respond to every comment. I don't have to be in Instagram all the time. I look at it as a place where, you know, I'm essentially like channeling or bringing information through and I put it out into the world and that's my role kind of done. And I'll go in and whatever energy I've got, I'll engage with while it feels good. And then I'll go away and sort of retreat and hermit um so I think boundaries boundaries help but also you know building your tolerance and building the nervous system support to like gradually ease with that increasing kind of energy I'm also a Leo rising though so I try to remind myself of that and that there, there is a part of me that only does hey you know things uh, so I feel like that kind of balances it out for me potentially a little bit more um yeah and I don't know I just I don't really look at it as work either. Like I find like creating content is probably one of my favourite things that I do, you know, so it does, I don't find it depleting. I find that something that feels really enriching and energising for me, like bringing things together, which is very aligned with my human design. So because it feels like life giving to me, mm-hmm. it's like I couldn't stop. I would never stop doing that now, now that I know how good that can feel. So um yeah, the visibility piece is just what goes hand in hand with that for me. Um, yeah. I think that everything you said there is so helpful and that we have kind of like this is, you know, the phone is like an extension of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And it is so, so valuable to actually be intentionally figuring out how do I manage this and also like what are my boundaries around it like if you're feeling drained by social media is that because of the content creation part of it I know lots of people don't like that I'm like you but I understand if that's not something that is energizing for you but having boundaries and figuring out a way of how to make it feel good and then also are you feeling de-energized or burnt out by like the creation and sharing process or is it actually that you're sitting and scrolling and Mm. taking on other people's energy versus like showing up and creating from your soul work and your essence Uh, I think it's two very different things and I think people sometimes get them mixed up has that Mm. been your experience Yeah, absolutely. And I am very, like, I will only follow now accounts that I feel uplift me. And even though I have like friends and people who I know who are in human design and astrology, they're basically all muted as well, because I never want, like, I love them, but I'm like, I don't need to see all your stuff. And I don't Mm. need to see the generators in human design who are posting six times a week and who are in their stories all the time. Like that can take me into a bit of an unhealthy or it can bring up 
you know, self-criticism and stuff like that. So I just don't engage in that um, Mm. or look at that. Um, It's kind of a way, yeah, pretending. But I do feel the more the more my, um, my account has grown, the less time I want to be on Instagram as well. Yes. Like I just want to come and share my thing and then go away as well. Yeah, so. yeah. I see, oh my gosh, I see way too much um, like Instagram gurus. I see it so often. And like there's things like, oh, you need to post, you know, 20 stories a day and three static posts and a carousel and five reels. And then you need to do 30 minutes of engagement three times a day. And I'm just like, there's no way. There's no way. Go a week without posting anything on Instagram mm. and have zero qualms about it. Have you ever noticed where you maybe in the past, if you have posted from that place, how it felt and it gets a different reaction, doesn't it? It's like yeah, it doesn't land as well as when you're in the energy of it. People can feel that and it's not so much what you mm. actually say. Potency is more important than consistency because we've been taught like consistency is everything. Consistency to me is like showing up in my business and showing up for the work, but that is going to look different on a day-to-day basis versus like consistently posting on social media five times a day, you know, five times a week even, um, and how that looks because the potency of the message and the bigger vision behind it and the ser- being of service and having something that's kind of yeah downloaded to share is so much more potent than like oh it's 3 p.m on a Tuesday I better get that post out today I'm like banging something out yeah I feel you I used to it's funny I'm just thinking when I first started my business I used to try to time things and that changed pretty quickly I realized pretty quickly that doesn't feel good but coming from like my career where you would send EDMs at the times when you knew had the highest open rate and stuff like yeah. that. It just doesn't work. I just think we're becoming so much smarter energetically. We can feel yes. we can feel the energy of of what's in a transmission. That mm. those kind of old ways of doing it just don't seem to land anymore. I don't know for most people, even for generators and managers. If there's any generators and managers, I think this applies for everyone, not just projectors. Yeah. It's so easy to know your own type and focus on that. And I see so many coaches for projectors, you know, projector coaches for projectors showing up. And like, yes, it's amazing to be in those spaces together. But I think it was something that you said not that long ago um, about the way that and and you've said it even today on this chat about the way that projectors can amplify generators and manifesting generators. And it's actually like a really beautiful relationship for people who are navigating those spaces wanting to work in this space and be mindful of our human design, like that, that tendency to go, oh, well, I can only work with people who are the same type as me. Do you have any thoughts on that? Mm, I mean, they do, there can be resonance between type and type, you know, so they can definitely be like, you know, for projectors, projectors are the only type that are really designed to see the other. So there is something that we get out of engaging with other projectors, you know, because we get to be seen and recognised. But there's so many different points that could be resonance between people. I would say the biggest thing to be aware of, though, with colleagues and people you live in is just both having an awareness of your open centres and both Mm -hmm. having an awareness of your not self and just knowing that. So knowing where you amplify energy and knowing where you're sensitive to energy can make, like, all the difference, right, Mm. Um, for all the centres. You know, you might have a partner, you might have an open crown and your partner has a defined crown and so when you're around them you feel this pressure to like answer questions you find yourself consumed with questions like just knowing that can really 
um, help keep you on track. Mm. So it's natural to feel resonance with the same type. You also feel resonance with people who have certain profiles that are kind of in harmony to Mm. yours. Um, But we can all work and date and be in relationship with each other. There's no like projectors have to date generators or (laughs) generators can only date generators like yeah. And that actually brings me to a question that I definitely wanted to ask you today because, that, again, it's like sometimes it can feel like another set of rules and putting ourselves into another box that we've been kind of conditioned into fixating on as a way of understanding ourselves. And I, I think human design is just another way that we can either be um, putting ourselves in that box and be kind of locked into those rules or the liberation and self-awareness and permission that comes with how we operate with it. Because I do, I see people, I'm in a couple of projector groups. It's like, oh, I want to do this. Is it okay? Is Am I allowed to do this? Do you have any words of advice or wisdom for anyone who is feeling like they're loving diving into it, but how to not get so rigid with what that means Mm, I see this happening a lot too and it's kind of the opposite of what human design is meant to be because it's meant to it's I think people um uh, we kind of want to go deep into human design right we gloss over like I guess the essentials and the basics so it should always just come back to your own authority like that's the whole point of human design is that when you're living in alignment with your strategy and authority It's not about following your strategy in a rigid way. What that does is it helps you disable your mind so you can come into a place of beautiful heart and body coherence. And when you're in that state, you don't need to ask people if you should do something or if you should move there or if you have to wait for the invitation because you're moving from a place of really sovereign, empowered self-knowing and understanding um, but I would say just bringing it back to your authority. If, if it ever feels restrictive, it's something's not quite right in the approach. It should feel like mm. affirming and liberating and ultimately the purpose is for you to become so deeply connected to whatever your own form of intuition, self-knowing is that you don't need. You can take in other things. You can listen to other people, but you don't need it. It doesn't determine how you make decisions or how you move through the world um so even people who have no inner authority so I'm thinking of like the mental projectors um like even for them they are designed to talk it through but it's not ever about someone telling them what to do it's about noticing do I feel do I notice excitement in my voice when I'm talking this through like perceiving what they notice as they're talking the decision through so for everyone it's like um yeah if it feels restrictive there's something just off in the approach and I would say just come back to strategy and authority because that will slowly connect you with that deeper heart body coherence um but yeah when you get into channels gates if you're ever saying or if anyone's ever saying you shouldn't do something or you can't do something that's sort of not even human design in human design like at the professional level it's it's always about what listen like have your strategy in mind but what's your authority telling you what's your intuition what's your sacral what's your emotional wave what's your ego like whatever it is for you and that's the main piece to be honest most people don't need to learn all the different bits of their human design for most people just coming into coherence with your authority will align you with everything that's in your your design anyway so yeah 
much. I think it's so interesting in the online business space, especially like I'm sure it happens in every um, industry and space. It's like such a human thing to feel Mm. like we need to fixate on a set of rules or be given a process that's like this is the process, this is the system for success, this is the process for success. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that like even when you're looking at something like astrology and human design, that even people who are born on the same day are going to have all these nuances to their their energy, their personality, their strengths and everything, mm. that there's like no one way to do anything. Mm. The, the chart really doesn't see your life experience, your yeah. trauma, yeah. how much conditioning you have, like all of those yeah. things, right? So it's why I think all the, you know, any kind of this is the formula and it's a one-size-fits-all fit formula just doesn't really work anymore because we're so different yeah yeah and I think there's a level of self-awareness self-leadership yeah absolutely the chart doesn't show everything no one can tell you take it with a grain of salt and I say this to my clients I'm like take what I say with a grain of salt like I can tell you things that I'm seeing in your chart but like ultimately we want your your authority, your heart, you know, that to be driving you forward, not what I'm telling you. So my last question for you is actually one that you've probably already really kind of answered. We've talked so much about it and this idea of like what feels good for you and that intuitive knowing as making a decision. But as you mentioned as well, like being in a space where there's a sort of generators and manifesting generators who are like in your space doing similar work to yours. Like I know that that just adds like another layer of all of the noise that we're seeing out there and how there are people who are having success doing things a certain way. And this interview series is called Do Business Differently for a reason because like everyone that I talk to here is in some way or another finding a way to navigate this business world, this space, this social construct that is just having to earn money and work in the world to to survive in it. Um, but doing it differently from maybe the way that we have been taught we should be doing it. What would you say to someone who, if maybe they're just starting out or, you know, even if it's just to do with human design or, or something that you've learned along the way of how you've learned to do business differently from your peers, your teachers, or just the way that we've been taught it should look? I say, I would say, you know, I think, I hope I can be a good example for doing things differently because I feel like so many things, it's like you have to do this, you have to do this. I've never done and I refuse to do. Like, and I don't have a problem with people doing those things either. But Mm. as you probably know, Catherine, I don't enjoy the process of reels. So I don't do reels. But I, and I love other people doing them. Like, I love watching other people's, but I've just never, um, but I've heard people say, like, you have to do reels and you have to do video if you want to move forward in this. And I'm like, well, I'm the opposite. All my posts are kind of static text posts. so for me, I think what what I would recommend for people and what I've done is really build a business that's built around the truth of who I am, right? And so I'm a projector, I'm receptive, I'm not strategic, I need to flow, I need to do less, not work so much. And so that's how I how I work with everything in my business. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me. I think that that because that's been so affirm, affirming for me. Um, it's helped me to, you know, when I see the managers or I see the generators or I see the people doing the processes that don't feel good for me, I'm able to recognize that, like, okay, that's probably aligned for them at this point in time, you know. Um, 
and not let it sway how I approach things or how I do things. Mm. Um, also just keeping an in integrity in mind. Like it would be really difficult. Like I just couldn't do anything now that didn't feel integrity, like it was an integrity with who I am. I don't know. Is that helpful? Does that answer your question? Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so in alignment. Like I do think for people who are like early in their journey, that's a big thing to just suddenly be like, oh yeah, I just have to let go of that. Do you have any suggestions mm. or, or tips or even anything that you have, have noticed like maybe even early on in your business that has helped you to go to kind of like start navigating that because obviously it's so it does take time and it takes years mm -hmm. of unraveling to get to a place where you can just mute someone and not and have those boundaries and be like hey that's their thing that's their journey mm. so firstly having the people I, I always recommend to people to follow or have people in your aura who are doing things that feel good for you right and are approaching mm -hmm. business in a way that feels good for you um and then I would say I think it to me, I think I experimented a lot where I had, I did do things, right? And it's this constant like readjusting of like, okay, that didn't feel good mm. moving towards this edge. Okay, no, that doesn't feel good. This edge, that, you know, and then coming back and slowly finding like that center kind of place and really working out what feels good in alignment and in alignment for you. For me, the big thing is it does come down to energy. What I find now is oftentimes things that aren't in integrity for me. I don't feel like I've got energy to do them anymore. Whereas mm. if something's in integrity for me, I feel quite lit up at the idea of doing it and create, like if someone said, you've got to make a reel tomorrow, I would probably sit down and be like, I have zero energy to do this <laughs> because it's not, it doesn't feel aligned for me, you know? So that has started to, I guess, become a bit of a barometer for me, but I don't know. I think in the beginning, you've got to experiment. Um, did you experiment when you were? Like, oh my gosh, out? still everything is through the lens of that my values, the values of my business and, and the energy of the work. Like I often talk about the, you know, our work, our purpose or soul work or whatever we call it is its own separate entity. I don't know if you remember mm. this from when we first started, when we were working together, mm. but it's its own separate entity that we need to mm. be in co-creation with as opposed to mm. letting it like sit in our field and take and take and take from us and so mm. it's kind of like connecting with that on a an energetic level and being really mindful of that but absolutely like what feels really good what feels and my clients get so annoyed with me because I'm just they were like should I do this and I'm like I don't know how does it feel yeah. and oftentimes we don't know till we've made the decision like action is such an important part of it aligned action because sometimes you don't learn this stuff until you do it and then you go never doing that again um, or I hated that part of my launch or that mm. offer that I created or the way I'm showing up over here it feels and you just sometimes don't know till you've done it mm. Mm. So, 100%. Yeah. I've, I've had that with offers even when I've done long-term containers and then got mm. to them like, okay next time that I can only do three months you know I yeah. can't do that you know so yeah exactly the same lots of trial and error I think for everyone isn't it for sure and that actually just leads me to a little other question that I want to ask before we finish up <laughs> like has that informed the offers that you create because I've noticed one thing that you've been doing a lot this year have been more like master classes one-off things versus mm. like yeah the big year-long containers and I know you still off offer that stuff but has that mm. been informed by exactly what we're talking about yeah it has I don't think I got to the end of last year and I 
kind of had the realization that yeah, I don't I'm going to do sort of six to twelve month mm-hmm. offers or programs again, except for one on one working with people one on one for that amount of time still feels good. But yeah. when it comes to group experiences, because it's a lot of energy to hold and. I'm so receptive and fluid and like I'm designed, you know, I'm sun in extremes, I'm a quadrite, that things just come in and I want to create them quickly too. So like an idea drops in and I want to be able to share that in two weeks time or three weeks time. I don't want to, I don't want to be fully booked that I can't do anything else Mm. for six months. Um, So yeah, that style really works for me, but I've only really found that this year up until last year, I was still doing like six month containers. I love seeing the way that we all could do better, I think. And you're such a great embodiment of it that like the work that you teach, the things that you're, the work that you're actually doing with your clients, you're living every day you know Mm -hmm. you're actually checking in and tapping in and astrology and human design is such an amazing way to be doing that as like a guide or not a guideline but like a a lighthouse almost to alignment Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. being so much more in connection with yourself then you know our minds can get in the way and and the conditioning can get in the way and all the other things and I love how you bring the work that you actually teach into your daily life and your business oh thank you thanks honey I think the embodiment of our work is so important and it's literally everything it's why I can use human design and astrology because I'm actually obsessed with them it's so obvious Mm -hmm. how much you love it and it means to you Thanks, hon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. This has been such an incredible conversation. And I know for anyone who is interested in astrology and human design, this is just going to help them take so many little nuggets of wisdom away and hopefully maybe even spark some curiosity for people that this is brand new to. Is there a way that people can connect with you further? Yes, I have a SMS subscription service that people can join to receive insights on astrology and human design to their phone. If anyone's interested in learning about their human design, I also have some human design energy guides that will be available. So um, they're sort of bespoke written reports, basically, that go through all the elements of the person's human design. Um, It's a good place to start if you're wanting to just start diving in. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me, hon. It's been such oh, a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. For anyone who wants to check out Amy on Instagram um, or check out any of the resources that she just mentioned, all of those links will be in the show notes where you can go and have a look around, dive into the world of human design and astrology. It's so addictive. Thank you again. So many amazing nuggets. And uh, yeah, it's just been so wonderful to connect with you again after a little while. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Good to see you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Emerge and Expand podcast. If you'd like to connect with Amy further and get the transcript and show notes from this episode, you just need to head to emergeandexpand.com forward slash podcast 006. And that's all waiting for you there. Otherwise, I will catch you in the next one.